Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Hey, it's me. I'm Todd Donald. Welcome. So, I'd like to quickly revisit how I met Alice and Pop Rocks. Oh yeah, it was this year and obviously on Instagram, I believe. But here's the thing. Apparently, within the same decade, we both attended classes in roughly the same wing of Conestoga College's Dune Campus in Kitchener, which happens to be where Allison knows my good friend and amazing singer-songwriter, Katie Topham, who you may hear me- new music by later in the episode. Allison's also friends with my broadcasting program classmate, Tim Musa, and we have other mutual friends. But, you know, I, I don't look at that shit on social media. As far as I was concerned, when uh, Allison followed me, it was just a random person, and I took notice of her artwork and, and modeling work and thought, now there's another another wonderful artist out there that I'd love to chat with. So at some point, I sent a message out speaking of it, and it was greeted with a kind response, like, thanks for the message, and I'll think about it. I can't remember, but it wasn't with intent to say to me, a stranger, in the moment, like, sure, let's book it now. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So sometime later, though, she followed up by saying... Shall we book something? Would you still like to have me on the podcast? And of course I did. Now, I love chatting about making film shows, show business, kind of, entertainment, and of course Los Angeles, but I'm worried that I sound like a broken record. The guests have been super great, but I'll be honest, I really miss it back home. Let's not forget, I live in the Arctic, but only since January this year, and as much as lockdown sucks for everyone back home or in LA. It's hella isolating in the Arctic. Pandemic or not. So Allison and I open up our chat with Coffee Talk, referencing roasteries familiar to both of us, and um, it warmed me right up. I think she's a fantastic and fascinating human. She has a piece of her heart in the Yukon. She's an author, a spectacular visual artist, and... um, just a warm chat guest. Please give a warm welcome to Allison Pop Rocks. I'd love to start off talking about coffee with you because I know that you're a fan. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since I tried to fuse coffee as a topic of conversation in the podcast. Didn't really pan out well because there's a lot of people who are just like, yeah, you know, I, I drink it a lot. It's fine. But I, lo- I love coffee. It puts me in a comfort zone. I'm simultaneously very comfortable also not especially if I'm recording a conversation everything I say is dumb but like if I'm drinking coffee I feel that much more like we're just hanging out how about you with coffee what's what's your relationship with it uh, I drink it every day <laughs> I try not to drink more than like one or sometimes two cups a day um, but I actually started a new job recently so I'm up at 5 30 in the morning so I mm. set my coffee maker to brew at 5:45. So I get up and I do like a bit of like a morning meditation prayer routine with like a candle and light some incense and then I go downstairs and my coffee's ready and I have breakfast and it's so nice. So I love that. That's awesome. In the past I used to do I used to kind of switch between like an arrow press and a french press. Uh, which I really enjoyed just trying different kinds of coffee and seeing what they taste like 
depending on if you use an AeroPress or a French press, because the the French press obviously oh. is more oily, and the the AeroPress is condensed and just very smooth and strong, more like almost like an Italian style. When I was up north, there was only like a few coffee companies that would have you know they'd say worldwide free shipping or not worldwide Canada wide free shipping. So right, <laughs> I'd often order coffee and like you know I'd order a couple bags to try it out and it always feel kind of bad and kind of guilty because it's like you know I know they say Canada wide but I'm in the middle of nowhere like I'm like the furthest I may as well be in a different country kind of thing <laughs> but yeah you know when uh when they say Canada wide you're like well anyways but I mean I did a lot of multiple orders and I loved it because I wouldn't be able to, you know, try all these different coffee companies from Phil and Sebastian was one of my favorites. There's one mm-hmm. in Kitchener here called Monogram. I love their coffee. Yeah. It's awesome. I noticed that that was in the photo that you sent. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I recognize Monogram. And Monogram... <laughs> Funny is that? <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, but like... I feel so overjoyed to be sharing this appreciation. But like, I mean, I haven't dabbled in multiple press. I do the drip uh, filter classic coffee maker thing. But we have like my partner orders from Detour for us because Detour, the Dundas based uh, roastery is um, it's on that level where I think I feel like Monogram, Settlement, Bell's Sebastian. They're on this level where you look at the beans and they're dusty and brown. They're not like glossy and black, like Folgers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this level where it's like, if, if I want coffee to really take me on that happiness ride, <laughs> flavorful and would have a list of flavor notes and ethical bean studies on the, on the bag, you, you need to know what these places are. But when I find the ones that I like, okay, I got to get more of that. But mm-hmm. you, as well as my partner, seem to be on like the... Try different things. The yeah. mindset of being willing to try different places. The gamble is one might not be that great. Okay. <laughs> and I can't make that gamble. I mean, half the, half the time, too, you're, you're trying to pick one that you think you'll like. But obviously, every different coffee brew company has a, a few brews that they do, right? So you're always like... Well, I guess right. I'll try this one, right? It might not be their best one, to be honest. But, like, how do you really know? You just kind of got to try one out and hope for the best. I haven't had too many that I thought weren't very good. There was a couple that I was like, don't buy this again. I, I don't remember what their names are. That was insignificant. But <laughs> I was just, you know, always, okay, take notes of the ones that are actually worth buying. And now I usually just go for, like, fair trade local and there's a just a few yeah fair trade locals i like i like smile tiger but it was always a huge pain in the ass to get in there if i managed to get my body in the store with a, a card i wasn't afraid it was going to get ticketed or something during the times that i didn't it. feel it's really good yeah uh, but whenever i go in i feel like very uncomfortable in my own skin because i'm <laughs> you know i'm older than 30 and i'm overweight a little bit and like i just feel like that's the most that's Honestly, the last thing that anyone who, who works or goes there wants to see. No, I, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I've never been there, so I can't can't really tell you. I just honestly, what I heard about Smile Tiger is that it's overpriced and a little hoity-toity. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll try it like one day <laughs> if it like comes up. But it just you know it hasn't. And in town here, I usually. I mean, my I think my favorite coffee place is Balzac's, but I usually actually go to the one in Stratford because I do a lot of day trips up there. 
Their yeah. coffee is just so good. Yes, a day trip to Stratford. We, we should all just go record shopping and drink great coffee in small towns with really cool shops. And have you been to the monogram in Cambridge? I think that's the original one. That's Yeah, that's where that photo's taken. Um, I've been there a few times. And the first time I was there was actually in that picture. And I was wearing that shirt and Monica. So it's Monica and Graham that own it, which is why it's called Monogram. Yep. And Monica was like, I love your shirt. And anyways, and then we sat down with both of them and ended up just talking for like an hour. <laughs> We're like, oh, not nice. only is this the best coffee ever, but you guys are awesome. So it was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's time to play a song. The first of which is from someone I just met this past weekend on Discord. And I uh, think it's wicked. The song is called Old Feelings, a single by Hot Club. Check it out.
I feel like Monica and Graham were like the only people I thought of for a long time. To chat with them was really nice, but it just never happened. So if you're listening, you know, you're listening to two people who, right now who are big fans of what you make and, and uh, you're still more than welcome on the Todd Donald Show. Anyway, you're in Kitchener-Waterloo area now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Kitchener at the moment. I grew up here. I lived here for... When I was 22 was when I moved to Toronto and then I lived there for a few years, moved back to Kitchener, um, moved up to the Yukon, back down to Kitchener, moved back up to the Yukon, stayed up in the Yukon, um, moved back to Toronto and then back to Kitchener. So <laughs> That's exciting. You know, it's been good. It's and it's been Dawson good. City. You, sorry. No, it's okay. What brought you there? So I was... 23, 24, I was working at a cafe in Kensington Market. Actually, there's good coffee there. Uh, and uh, when, I, when I went in, actually, to apply for the job, I brought a resume in, and uh, there's a girl working. Her name's Jamie, so she's my, she's my Dawson friend. I walked up to her. I, for some reason, thought she was the owner automatically, and shook her hand. I started talking to her about me and about coffee and about wanting to work there, and... She looks at me, she goes, well, I'm not the owner and I'm not the manager, but I'm going to get you this job. Next thing I know, I'm interviewing with this, you know, 70 year old man who actually owns it. And he, you know, sit down for a chat and he goes, okay, you're ready to start at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I say, yep. So I started working there. Me and Jamie hit it off automatically. We were just good friends. Anytime that I, you know, be finishing work early for a shift or if I had a day off she'd say Allie what are you up to and I'd always say I spent the day at Allen Gardens and she, she says Allie you are always at the garden and I'm like yeah you know I just I love nature I love being there Allie get some real nature go to the Yukon you need to go like it's the most beautiful place in the world it's real nature so I'm like, mm -hmm. probably a good idea. Like, that'd be really nice, you know. But I also am like, wow, it's so far. I don't know anybody there. Plus, she's here. So it was a year after that. She moved back up there. She's a world traveler. So she's Australian originally. And then she was traveling different countries for like over 10 years. She always said it was like the most beautiful place. So when uh, spring came around and I was kind of trying to decide what to do with my summer... She said, you know, there's lots of work up here. If you want to come up, I'll make sure you get a job. You can stay with me as long as you want. And I'm just like, this is so tempting. Um, I went through like a, a breakup and it was the day after she messaged me and she said, hey, Allie, are you still thinking about coming up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's wow, just do it. Wow, that's movie timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was honestly like very like perfect so i feel like vanessa hudgens is gonna play you in a movie that comes on netflix this time next year <laughs> <laughs> get ready for it um, broke up with my boyfriend in the big city went to the yukon went to and the met a prince fell in love not with a person with a place it was awesome yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was the really place nice. was the prince that's the new angle no yeah that totally works that's a great idea um so mm -hmm. yeah i went out there i spent the summer i came back i missed it a lot definitely was contemplating going up again the next summer but i'd started dating somebody here and they weren't sure about me going up or not and then so i was trying to build up a clientele here doing hair and I wasn't really getting much momentum. Uh, they had 
a little promo thing for a while. So I was getting all these clients, but it was also this promotional thing. As soon as that died down, there was nobody. And I remember getting a paycheck for two weeks that was $453. I was used to making in the Yukon like three times that amount. Well, right. no way, but five times that amount. I'm like, this is <laughs> terrible. Like, this is complete garbage. But also, you know, I've dedicated myself to being grounded here. And I kept saying, you know, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And one day I'm walking to work as I'm literally walking up to the door of my work. I get a phone call from my boss in Dawson the summer before. Maria says, where are you right now? And I said, you know, I'm in Kitchener and I'm, I'm working here. She goes, is it good? Are you making money? And I said, barely. Uh, and she said, uh, I have to go to Vancouver. I have a specialty appointment. I'm going to be gone for two and a half weeks, medical emergency. I need somebody to run the salon. There's only one salon in Dawson. So it was, you know, if I can come up, she said, I'll, you know, I'll pay your flight. So I'll make over a grand a week. You want to do it? I'm like, yes, hold on, wait, let me call my partner. <laughs> let me get back to you. I'll get back to you in a couple of days. I call him up and I ask him, you know, how, how do you feel? And he's like, you know, if it's a couple of weeks, you know, you, you can go. You love it. Just go. I went up. Of course, I had the best time ever. I was like so excited. I think I arrived there at 12 o'clock at night and I packed up on my stage and my eagle feather and all my bundle and hiked up to the ninth overlooking the rivers and did my smudging and meditated and was just bawling. I was so happy to be there. Two, you know, two and a half weeks go by and Maria comes back. You could go home now, she goes, but I could really use you. And you know, <laughs> I'd really like for you to stay. Will you stay? Of course, I'm just going through this battle of, oh my God, what do I do? You know, there's opportunity here, obviously for me in so many ways. And I've made a lot of really good friends up there at that point as well. But I also knew that, you know, I was liking this person I was dating. I don't think I was in love with them yet. I was kind of like, do I just call it off short and do this instead? Or what's the best option? Or do I go back to Kitchener and figure out something that's going to be better for me there? I think all in all, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. I already have the job lined up. I already have, you know, my clients. I love it. I know I love it. There's no question about it. So I stayed and just kind of decided to go that route. And when August came around, I said to myself, I'm just going to move up here. There's no point of going back to Kitchener when I'm just going to want to come back up here again next summer. And, you know, if you're, you're spending three, four months there every year already, then maybe you should just try a winter out. Who knows, right? Worst case scenario, you don't like yeah. the winters, you come back. And not that I didn't like the winters that I'm back, actually, but I don't love the winters. <laughs> I will say I'm totally... To oh, I don't real. love the winter either. And I'm, I <laughs> live in the winter, which is awesome. <laughs> I wanted to, to touch on working with hair. I love... I mean, I think front, like, flat-cut bangs are the coolest look on any person. Uh, oh. <laughs> and I say this as someone who hasn't grown hair on the top of his head since 07. Whether it's the Beatles or whether it's... Your hair isn't a Beatles haircut, but you do have like a... What would you call it? Like flat across? Yeah, I guess I have like a full bang. full bang. Yeah, when I was in hair school, I was 20, 22 years old and I didn't have bangs. I hadn't had bangs since I was a, a little kid. And I remember I kept saying, I really want bangs. And I would say this to all my, my friends I was in hair school with. 
They would analyze my hairline, and I have a really small forehead. Like I have a really tiny forehead, and they would tell me, "Your Ali, your your forehead's too small to have bangs." And they're like, "And look at these cowlicks. Like you have a cowlick at the front. There's no way that bangs are gonna work. You know, just keep rocking your side bang. Oh. That's good enough, and that's what you're gonna get." So. <laughs> Sure, like whatever, you know. And then, um, and then I was working. This was at the same time I was working at Kensington, but I was working also at a salon called Beauty Queen. It was on Queen Street West in Toronto. And my boss there, he said, uh, "If you want bangs, just do it." Yeah, but like you know, there's all these these things about not me not being able to have them. So yeah, I guess. Just cut them. And I said, what, will you cut them for me? No, you're a hairstylist. You cut them yourself. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm so nervous because I don't know why. I have no problem cutting other people's hair. But I, I guess probably just because it was my first time ever cutting my bangs and already feeling like it was something that maybe I shouldn't be doing, having to do it myself. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so... And I went home that night, and I took a picture, and uh, I posted it on the, the Instagram. And all these people that were like, oh my gosh, bangs look so good on you. And oh my gosh, it worked. They look good. They, <laughs> they, they don't look bad. I'm so glad. The cowlicks actually took a while to work out. Um, at the time, my roommate, Alexia, uh, I remember I'd wake up in the morning and I'd run to the bathroom and she'd often be in there and they'd be sticking straight up in the air and she'd just put her fingers or like her, her palm to her forehead and, and uh, shake her fingers so that and she'd be like, your hair, it's like like alfalfa, like they're just sticking up and she, she just burst out laughing when she <laughs> saw me in the morning because they were so ridiculous to control and now they don't do that ever, literally, they just, no matter how I sleep or what I'm doing... They just stay. It's right. awesome. Ten years of bangs and they just work. <laughs> hey, it's time for another song time now. With this, Katie Topham, Allison and I's mutual friend. Katie, if you're listening, you know you're like a sister to me and I can't tell you how pumped I am that you've been dropping new music this year. Sorry I took so long to get put you out on here with regards to my podcast being known as the star maker it is. Uh, but it's a fantastic, fantastic song. Everybody, enjoy this tune by Katie Topham. It's called Put You Out. Ashes fall on my kitchen floor I just don't care anymore Blowing smoke I'll take one last try Then crush this thing out nice and slow Gonna put you out
like a cigarette. Well, you do some work with photographers I noticed and the unfortunate thing about having awesome bangs is that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do a photo shoot with fans blowing your hair back unless you had like specific fans aimed at either side yeah um, I've never thought I mean, about that I'm being really microscopic about something that most people don't talk about on here for someone who has no hair but I always think it's really cool like I, I don't know where it's from it might be the Beatles, but I think girls rock the bangs better than guys could. Wow, sorry, I sound like a freak. Uh, no, um, you don't, no, you don't. But back to your thing about the wind, honestly, if I think someone was like, I really want to do a, a hair-blowing photo shoot, I would just say, like, okay, I'm just going to hairspray the shit out of my bangs so they don't move while the rest of my hair is blowing. That's all. That'd be the, that's how you'd fix you that. Because would... <laughs> I, I want to talk about your visual art, of course, because that's that's one of the main things. Like, I, I originally reached out to you because whenever I connect with someone on Instagram and I notice that they either make stuff or perform, I'll throw a caution to the wind on whether or not they'd be inclined to talk and just be like, hey, I recognize you as someone who makes stuff. Uh, do you want to talk on my podcast? Because you're all more my kind of people than hockey fans. But ultimately, like you you reached out to me later on being like, hey, I'd, I'd love to be on. Do you still want me to, to be on the show? I think most of it was on the premise of uh, that you do this lovely visual art and I've been to your website and I've seen it. You also have Dylan the Llama, this book. But I do notice that on, on Instagram, there's a lot of photography credits. And I wonder, is modeling something that is that on a hobbyistic type of thing or is it it's just love doing weird, that for a day? It's kind of a weird thing that like just kind of uh, definitely unplanned. I've had people ask me in the past, you know, would you ever model? And I always say, no, I'm not a model. Um, like I just wouldn't consider myself a model at all. I'm not, you know, tall and skinny and model-like, but I've seem to have connected with a few photographers that have asked if I would do a shoot with them. So when somebody asks me, pretty much anything that's an opportunity, I almost never say no. So sure, you know, I'll give that a try. I did my my photo shoot um, with Ashley. That was last year around this time. That one was planned. That was my, I'm 30. I'm not going to be hot forever. <laughs> um, I should probably get some one of my like favorite photographers to do a shoot with me. I'm joking about be- being hot forever. I don't actually think I'm hot. <laughs> um, Every, if you're listening, everyone is hot forever. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> is hot. It's was true. That thing that... <laughs> when I was in the Yukon, I'd followed uh, Ashley for over five years and I loved her stuff and I always said if I'm back in Kitchener Toronto area I need to get in touch with her I need to do a shoot with her she was the first person that I was just like I really want to pay you to do some photos for me that was my birthday gift to myself for being 30 automatic friendship like we we ended up hanging out quite a few times after she said you know it was one of the nicest photo shoots just to feel so relaxed and have so much fun. And after that, I realized that, you know, I might actually really like shooting. You know, I'd always thought of it kind of as awkward. I'm, I'm a, quite shy a lot of the time. And the idea of somebody holding up a camera and wanting me to pose just normally, I'm like, wow, that seems really uncomfortable. But because of, I think, how fun it was with her and how relaxed I felt, I realized that, you know, if you have the right photographer... It can be a really enjoyable experience. 
So there's a couple of people that I'd met working, you know, being around Toronto area that I would get in conversation with. And when they told me they were photographers and uh, would you ever shoot? And I thought, you know, if I was really enjoying just chatting with them, yeah, like, you know, maybe that'd be fun. Great experiences. So my friend Iman Antonio, we did a shoot. William Kellerman, uh, we did a shoot. And then my friend Mara Verudis is awesome. So in the summer we did um, a shoot together. I She's friends with Ashley and I wanted to support her as well. So I asked, reached out about paying her to do a shoot. She asked me after that if I would work with her again. You know, she just wanted to, to work with me more. I was completely baffled like that was really nice but lovely just having that friendship that came out of it and it's nice when I think everybody at some point in your life should do a professional photo shoot sometimes it's really hard to find yourself attractive when somebody takes a photo of you and they turn it into art and you can see yourself more as art it really changes your perspective and like you can find Everyone has so much beauty to offer, but you're not going to find it in the wrong photo. So when you have somebody who has an eye for that and can take you and make you into art, you know, it's going to really boost your confidence and help you see yourself in a light that you didn't even know was there. Yeah, for sure. And I think that shouldn't go on underappreciated because photography is an art form. There are just people out there who paint with light you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you're like yeah her lighting's you know, amazing yeah like the way I see a cup and the way light can hit it as a photographer is different from do I have the right photo filter on the thing cool and then I'm a photographer I'm like well sure you are yeah but like a photographer paints with light it's it's different I know you appreciate that I'm taking a very long route to get to your visual art but here's the segue I think one who uh, follows your groovy art and modeling work in the photography on Instagram can notice that you have a little bit of ink on your arms and so forth. Like everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you, do you as a visual artist, like, is that for you something that's sort of separate? Like I love ink and then over here I love painting. I think I've just always been drawn to like visual, like, did you hear what you just did? Awesome. (laughs) Drawn to art. Come on. (laughs) Perfect. Baby, yeah. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> <laughs> True story, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love supporting like local artists, too. And I find that getting tattooed is a way to support local artists. And it also, I think, does help one to kind of have fun with your body and appreciate your body in a different way as well. But yeah, I mean, I've never been a, a realism drawer, or I think I would even considered you know tattooing like myself because I do clearly love art and stuff but I think for myself you know I've always just done more of a meditative kind of art where I don't have to think too much about it and there's no pressure so it's always like just very I'm just gonna make something and then you know somebody can see it after and if they like it then they can you know they can purchase it from me and if if I don't then that's okay too right but there's yeah. definitely a real no stress, like which comes from my drawing. Although I was messaged yesterday from a friend of mine from high school, and she really wants me to 
recreate a piece and do it a little differently for her brother for Christmas. And I'm really excited to be commissioning pieces for Christmas. I've had a few people reach out about it. Most people, mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, you tell me what colors um, and what size and I'll do it. But this one is actually kind of replicating something I've already done. And I don't do that. I've never replicated anything. So I'm just like, this is pushing my comfort zone for sure. You know, I'm going to have to try to do this abstract drawing all over again. This, this one with the like mountains and there's just like a few called it mountains of far off lands. So it's just kind of mountainy with like, like a snowy thing. And then there's like some weird creatures and stuff in it. So, I mean, it's a fun one, but I I don't know like exactly how to quite recreate it yet, but I know I can. I mean, that's, it's not going to be too hard, hopefully. (laughs) Well, now we're going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back talking about Dylan Dalai Lama. Uh, Song placement number three of four, in no particular order. This third one, I'd like to dedicate to all kinds of my pub acquaintances, super talented artists and performers I've known for one to two decades, always wanted to be better friends with and loved, but didn't know how. Just didn't have the social chutzpah to do it. But Lo-Fi Mind, and by extension, the Kitchener Famous Podcast and its wonderful hosts and guests, doing the ultimate Kitchener-based hangout podcast. This is a track by Lo-Fi Mind. It's off Lo-Fi Mind 2, and it's called Things Aren't Like They Used to Be, Young, Wild, and Free. Don't tell me the world's not turning. Don't tell me it's over now. Just admit that it's our world upside down.
you're on the front cover. It doesn't say uh, written by, but presumably as the author, right? But you didn't illustrate this. It was Gabe, Gabe Kong. Kong. Yeah. So yeah, um, my good friend Gabe, he's awesome at illustrating. So I knew that I could write um, this book. He's like, I started writing it when I was 25. Uh, I sat on it for quite a while, like probably way too long. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, whatever. My sister's an English major, so eventually I just kind of said, "Hey, Laura, you know, will you will you read this and tell me if it's any good?" She read it and right. she said, "Yeah, this is good." She said, "You know, do something with it." I thought, okay. We sat down, we went through it, gave it a little edit, then I sent it over to Gabe, asked him if he wanted to do it. He said, "Yeah." Okay. That was so, it. He was sorry. and yeah, working with an illustrator and somebody else who gets inspired by your work is like. It's just awesome, because I feel like once you have the writing done, it's like, it doesn't really come to life without both parts. It's right. always a fun project. That's a really good point. I mean, collaboration is a beautiful thing and beautiful feeling. I can respect that, especially like if you're like, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of what Gabe does. And Dylan Daddy Lama for you, if I'm hearing you right, was an exercise in, you know, your desire to, to do writing. You are also a visual artist, was it? But you didn't feel the desire to be like, I also want to be the one illustrating it. It's just that I tried drawing llamas and it was terrible. <laughs> like, it's just awful. I'm just not good. I can draw my style, no problem. Give me my Tombow markers, give me some watercolor paints or some pencil crayons and my white gel markers. That's what I usually use for my mediums. No problem. Right. I can make something awesome. But if you but give me something to draw, me. no, yeah, no. <laughs> no, it just doesn't work. Which is why I said like realism for me is just it's just not a thing. Like I I can't yeah. do it as much. If, like florals and that kind of thing, I'm definitely closer like to my comfort zone. But mm-hmm. once I get into like people or animals and stuff like that, I have a really hard time. So yeah, I left it right. to the professionals. The, the people who know what to do and we actually just finished another one and it's i'm just actually going to make a leak about it today so that's that's exciting but we have a new one coming out and it should be here for christmas and it's called avocado rainbow remix mm-hmm. that one's really fun it's like very well, well i like the title every word in that is bodacious <laughs> It is. It's a to very date colorful the year book. I was born? Yeah. No, I was... <laughs> to date the year you were born. I was making born. an off-color <laughs> remark about how old I am in relation to the, my choice of word. <laughs> From only seeing the front cover, I, I it looks like a beautifully illustrated book and, and props to Gabe. For me, I talking to you, I would love to actually like read it. So I'll have to figure out how I can purchase one. And it's kind of a weird thing. I haven't tried too many times to talk about someone's visual art in a medium where people are just going to be hearing us. I'll say for the record that I've I've seen quite a few things on your website and your Instagram, and I think it's exquisite. I, I, I also I also appreciate that there's color in some, and some it's duochromatic, some it's black and white. I love all of it. I'm here for all of it. Some of them it's a mix, like you have like an endless floral pattern in black and white. Do you know the one I'm talking about where there, I don't know if it's like a, a smoky sky, kind of bluish in the background? Damn it. Uh, Let me read you the caption and see if commissioned for at I am Nikki Trask. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. To Funkadelic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that one is done with a 
So I put like a blue marker in the background. It's these like anime, I forget what, I have them downstairs. But anyways, I use these markers in the background and I didn't quite like it. And I ended up mixing it with this like gold paint marker and it ended up just being like really fun to look at. Right. You know, she was actually just messaging me about it yesterday. She's like, every time anyone comes over, they look at that one right away and they always comment on it. I thought that was super yeah. lovely. That's always like the best kind of feedback you can get is, you know, when, when people say, you know, I love having your, your art at my, my space. It started off like all of mine where I was just, you know, there's a page, no idea what I'm going to do on it. I know I have these markers and I got these art supplies and to just kind of start drawing shapes and then adding more and more detail and evolving it. So generally I notice with mine, it starts with a center. I usually start with like a middle to it and then branch out more and more. And I think sometimes the hardest part is after it's all done. Like I made one yesterday, I finished it and I posted it and I was like, I don't know which way this goes. Like, literally, there's two ways that I thought it looked really interesting. So I just put one and two so you can see both ways. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it in general. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know if it's good enough. But, you know, that's that's our artist problems, right? Um, overly critical <laughs> sometimes. But I think that's my mantra. <laughs> I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> My mantra is overly critical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to. It's like a struggle for sure. And I think it will always be, you know, and there's times where, you know, you're always tottering on, yeah. uh, should I just be gentle with myself and appreciate what I've done? Or is it actually healthy for me to not be satisfied because then I'm striving for more and to do better? I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> I mean, we'll be perfect when we're dead. I'm just sort of stealing from a Dan Harmon blog. As, as I, th I think what's important is like, well, if you're the deciding committee behind whether or not it's good enough. Yeah, I know. think that's the and best then, way to do it, for sure. That's based on my experience. I'm not going to prescribe that to anyone. <laughs> I think I felt the most love from others when I was just putting enough work out there that I was proud of first that others came around to. Because I wasn't paying attention to who was or who wasn't that wasn't me. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way that like, you know, it's not going to speak to everybody. I kind of will, will go through these periods of time where I'll talk to different, different friends or different people and I'll be showing them my stuff. I'll show each of these people the same six ones and hearing their reaction to them is totally different. Like, you're never going to have everybody like one thing. And that's kind of why you need the variety or it's good to kind of try different things and branch out. And sure, you might be disappointing somebody who likes, you know, the thing that you always do, but you're also kind of maybe catering to another audience. So even though I'd say all of mine have a, a similar style, I think they all have a very different feel depending on the feel of it, different feelings resonate with with the individual. That's part of the interest for me. I think that's part of the intrigue of trying different, you know, some, some have more flow and some are more hard angles and some are really condensed and a lot 
like it's really busy and a lot going on where you know some are a little bit more open and more fluid so some people are like you know the more the more full it is the more crazy busy chaotic it is the more i like it it, like intricate to the max other people are like oh i love when it's just a little bit more simple you know it's just as uh it's just different for everybody have you ever done like events regarding showcasing your work i'm not assuming there's anything crazy like manhattan art shows that are coke driven there's not manhattan art shows Uh, but i i mean last from march till september i had my stuff at cafe pyrus and kitchener oh nice Uh, and now it's at adventures guild cafe so it's like a board game cafe downtown kitchener um and i have my three big pieces there right now so they make some decent coffee too. They do, um, yeah. It's nice. It's nice to to have some like local businesses, you know, support you. And I think they actually really enjoy it. They enjoy having different things to look at as well. So mm. it's a win win. I mean, sure. it's all part of the experience of being there, right? Like they know that not only presenting local artists, if that's the origin of how it got there, but like they're probably looking at your artwork and the artwork that they choose and being like this beautiful art is going to keep people even just in line to get coffee and leave like intrigued they might stay here longer because they want to be around it yeah i'm rambling wow no 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 no, no no you're good you're good you're good um, i agree i think it's it just adds to, to any atmosphere for sure art is fun and i think it's something that you know i'll i'll always do and i'll always make um but I do notice like I go through times where you know I'm I'm not doing that quite as much and usually it's when I have other things going on like I'm taking a creative writing course soon and I'm doing some yoga teacher training soon and stuff like that and I'm like I probably won't be making quite as much while I'm doing all those things you know but normally it's like it'll if I'm not doing a lot of other stuff if I don't art for you know two days even I'm like oh my gosh I need to make art but I noticed, like, right. in the last two, three weeks, even, I started this new workout routine, and it's like, it takes up a lot of time. And <laughs> I'm like, I haven't been making art. And so all of a sudden, can I do all the, like, add other things to my life and still have time for art? And, you know, I'm working full time as well. Oh, man. It's just a, a lot trying to, to balance everything sometimes. But. Yeah. I think neglecting those creative things. And then we always have to ask ourselves, you know, if we don't, aren't producing anything or making any art for, you know, even like a month, when we go back to actually doing it, we have this nervousness about, you know, is it going to be as good as where I left off kind of thing, which it always kind of is. I I feel like you just kind of get into like a, a fluid and the more that you do it, the more confident you get. And I mean, I always recommend to anybody because for myself at least when I started drawing I literally would just fill a page with random shapes and designs and I had no idea what I was doing and it was not visually appealing like it was it literally didn't look like how it like and now I would say it's similar but it's stylized so it was like my stuff now but no style no no dab it wasn't good I just kind of knew I wanted to I enjoyed it though. I knew it was relaxing. And so when I just enjoyed it and kind of kept doing it, especially over Dawson winters and stuff like that, you know, you have a lot of time. 
when you don't give up on something and you can see yourself slowly evolving, even if it's super gradual, see the evolution, like, you know, in, in two, three years, if you if you're doing art, even once a week, in two, three years, you're going to see a huge improvement in your stuff. So I always think that, you know, if, even if you say, you know, I can't really draw, try. If you, if you want to, though, you know, yeah. if, if you like it and if it feels good, just just keep trying because eventually you will. 100%. I don't think of, uh, I think people who um, might come to this podcast think of me as someone who is going to have guests on that are motivating. But like when, pe- when people say things like that, I hope people are, are listening because you couldn't be more on the on the mark. I think even those of us who do do it as much as we can need to be reminded of that. For so sure. yeah, sorry. Plus there's so many anything, there's so but... many different kinds too, right? It's like sure like you might not be able to draw a, like a person or like a portrait, you know, or something or that might be challenging right now and it might not be something you even enjoy doing because it just seems too overwhelming but you know there's like textile artists or there's you know artists that do collage or you know there's just a lot of different niches so it you can find some kind of groove or creative outlet that works for you i think everybody has some kind of creative outlet or should have some kind of a creative outlet dancing singing whatever whatever you like doing you know but i think it's healthy for everybody awesome well i don't want to conclude because i think what you're saying is a is a great thing to to get to the outro from i don't want to ruin it by going on another topic but i don't want to conclude without mentioning that and shouting out to uh mutual friends through conestoga college or whatever else uh tim muzza tim muzza katie warren now katie topham tim muzza Tim Musa, Tim Musa, I've known you for 15 years. I'm never going to get that right, man. Uh, yeah, and Katie, yeah, she's great. But I love you, Tim. Yeah, Katie is awesome. Uh, I got to work with her at Descendants for a while, but, I mean, we were always friends before and after that. And uh, I miss Descendants, if you're listening for some reason. Uh, but, yeah, Allison, I, I think you're awesome. I love the idea that you're like, oh, the... The wind took me to here, in, to living in Toronto and doing this, and the wind took me... I'm exaggerating, and I'm not teasing at all, but you followed your heart, and you lived in a majestic place, and then you said, now I'm back home because my heart wants me here, and you follow art, you make beautiful art, and you, like a lot of great people, you aren't... You say yes to, to things, like other creative impulses, and follow that. You, you, you made a book, you sell art, you... Um, are, are just wonderful and uh, I, I appreciate your time again on a Sunday morning uh, thanks Todd I really appreciate your time as well and thanks for yeah holding space for me this morning thanks for listening to another episode of the Todd Donald show starring produced and edited by Todd Donald the piano music in the rap is by JP Sunga who you can find at jpsunga.com the theme music is Machiel Kino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. 
Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. Thank you.